Hello, welcome back to Eco Chic. My name is Laura Diaz. Welcome if you're new, welcome back if you've been here before. It's so good to see you. Today we are really in for a treat. I'm joined in today's conversation by actress and comedian Cheryl Hines. Cheryl is likely best known for her role as Cheryl, Larry David's wife on Curb Your Enthusiasm. She's been nominated for two Emmy Awards for her portrayal on the show. She's also starred in RV, Bad Mom's Christmas, Suburgatory, Waitress. And she's here to talk to us today a little bit about her sustainability journey. She grew up in Florida, and we talk a little bit about what sustainability looked like for her growing up and becoming an actress, and sustainability really being kind of like an unconscious lifestyle for her. Cheryl also shares so much about her new brand, Heinz & Young, founded with her daughter Kat. It is an everyday luxury brand. It's totally plastic-free, and it's all natural. These are body creams and candles, really delicious, simple, everyday indulgences. And that's what we're discussing today in our latter half of the episode. We do a little smell taste test, so to speak. I feel like discussing fragrance is hard in general, but especially on a podcast where you're just listening to descriptions of sounds, I feel like we do a really good job of really discussing like the personalities of each of the scents. So I'm excited for you to hear that portion of the episode as well. And it has really just been such a treat to get to know Cheryl a little bit and to discuss more deeply what this natural, sustainable lifestyle looks like for her in her line of work now in raising her daughter. And we also discuss these kind of more grassroots community initiatives she's really inspired by. So for example, Heinz and Young has a give back partnership with the Waterkeeper Alliance. And we discuss a little bit about why these community organizing groups are so important to her, are so important to the brand. All in all, this was such a cool conversation to host. I am so excited for you to listen to the conversation with Cheryl. I feel like we covered so many different topics in this episode. Again, we were really excited to talk about the Heinz & Young brand, but it was so special to get to know Cheryl a little bit and to really hear what those sustainable moments look like for her throughout life. So I'm excited for you to listen to this episode. If you are new here, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. So that's iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, whatever it may be. And you can also leave a rating and review wherever you're listening today. You can share it with a friend. You can post it on your Instagram story. I really appreciate all of the support. And in the bio, you'll find links for our bi-weekly newsletter, as well as my social links. And of course, I'll also have the Heinz & Young links down there as well, if you'd like to check them out, as well as the Waterkeeper Alliance. So with that, again, thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you love today's episode with Cheryl Hines, all about everyday luxury naturally. I want to talk a little bit about you okay. before we talk about Heinz and Young. Okay, bring it on. You grew up in Florida. You I were did. born in Miami Beach. I was. You grew up in Tallahassee, correct? That's right. I grew up in Miami. You did? So I was really excited to hear that you were a Florida girl. Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about your childhood and how and how we can talk about sustainability. Yeah, yeah. Just tell me about your childhood. Like tell me who was Cheryl growing up. Well, I grew up um we didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up. Um, I have, uh, I had two brothers, one passed away, which is, I'm sorry, devastating, um, and a sister. So, um, but we were always very close and loved the beach. You know, there's something about Florida that like, they're the most beautiful beaches in the world and the water is just so pretty. So I was just always, I, I just thought that's how everybody grew up. (laughs) I just thought, I thought everybody 
spent their days on the beach yeah. and, you know, skipped school and went to the beach. <laughs> um, and then I learned, oh, that's not actually what everybody does. Um, but I really liked it. It was, I liked the people there and um, I liked that they appreciate the beauty of Florida. Yeah. You know? Floridians love Florida. Floridians <laughs> love Florida. For good reason. Although the humidity, that was the other thing. Yeah. So as you know, growing up in Florida, I just thought, once again, that's how everybody, I thought everybody just walked around sweaty, you know? Oh. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. that there were places yeah. where people didn't just walk around sweaty. Yeah. So when I moved to Los Angeles and you would hug somebody and their back wasn't wet, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is heaven. <laughs> so it was just an interesting place to grow up. Yeah, I imagine. And talk to me a little bit about what sustainability looked like for you growing up because you you said you didn't grow up with a lot of money. Right. And I feel like those are situations that force you to be sustainable whether or not you're like labeling it. No, you're right. You're right. Because we did a lot of, I mean, my mom was like a master at making things last and like rinsing out the baggie and using it again. And um, so, yes, sustainability, we didn't treat it like that. Even like aluminum cans, you know, as a kid, we would collect aluminum cans and turn them in for change and then go to 7-Eleven and, you know, buy candy. But um, so we, so I grew up that way, you know, just like, oh, this is what we have. Let's take care of what we have. Use it till we can't use it anymore, you know. I mean, even when I went to the prom, I, I bought my dress at Goodwill, you know what I mean? So it was always just part of, yeah. part of my lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. You just make it work. You just make it work. It wasn't about new things all the time. Yeah. It's sort of about what you have and take care of what you have. Right. Absolutely. And when you moved to Los Angeles and you started going to acting school and working as an actress, was that a difficult thing for you to maintain or was that not top of mind for you thinking about sustainability from like even a budgeting perspective? Um, you know, it wasn't top of mind because it, I was still living in that paycheck yeah. Paycheck. Um, we, we didn't waste food. You know, you just didn't buy more than what you needed. You would use everything uh, to the last drop, yeah. use everything, you know, like cut the toothpaste tube at the bottom and squeeze out that part too. So, um, so I, I, but, but I wasn't thinking, oh, this is for the environment. Right. You know what I mean? Um, it was just survival mode. <laughs> right. And I think that's how a lot of people get introduced to sustainability. And yeah. very often when we look at how sustainability is marketed online, especially, that's not always front and center. You're going to save money. It's like, this is clean and you're using glass right. and it like, it just looks nicer. Right. But there is a whole demographic of people that are in it for budgetary reasons. And sustainability yeah. does not have to look a certain way for certain people. So I right. love what you're doing now that you're talking about it. And you're talking about single-use plastics and reducing your single-use and talking about giving back through give-back models. I want to talk about that as yeah. well. And I just love that you've kind of like taken sustainability and made it your own, that you're yeah. not just buying into it because it's like the cool, trendy thing to do. Yeah. You know, so – so I'm an actress and I've been very fortunate in this 
in this field. And it's interesting because when you're struggling as an actor, nobody's giving you stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like can barely afford shampoo. Um, and then something happens when you start um, – when people start recognizing you or liking the show that you're on or something like that, people give you stuff. And then suddenly you have way more stuff than you need. And then at some point you look around your bathroom and it's like, oh, it's all it's all just plastic, like cute, like big plastic containers that you use and then you throw away. I remember at about that time, you know, when I could, when I could afford, I could afford to throw it away and get a new one. But I remember taking, um, there was like a, um, makeup compact that was, I had a lot of plastic. So I took it back to the store when I was done and I said, can I just get a refill for this part? And they looked at me like I was a nutball. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, they said, we don't do that. I said, oh, well, this whole, the mirror, everything is fine. I just need the, the inside. And they oh, were like, yeah, cool. then you have to buy a new one. I was like, and then just throw this away. And they were like, yeah, that's what people do. <laughs> so I was, I just thought that's so strange. Yeah. And then when I was able to start traveling around the world and seeing how other people live, other cultures, treats, plastic or glass or w water. Um, it was very eye-opening. You know, I went to India and um, we stayed in this little hotel and in the bath, in the shower, there was a bucket, you know, and and I said, oh, so what is the bucket for? And they said, oh, you know, while your water's heating up, just put, just capture all that water because we'll use that water to clean the room. Oh. And I thought, yeah, why aren't we doing that? Why don't we do that? And you just start seeing things a little differently. And then when you come back to the U.S. and it's just people using something one time and throwing it away and water bottles. And I just started thinking there's just got to be, we've got to, we need to change our attitude a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I have to ask you because you mentioned this, um, just like on a tangent, you mentioned this transition of like really trying hard and living paycheck to paycheck. And then people are starting to recognize you. I'm a huge curb fan, but is there ever a time where someone recognizes you from something that you don't expect? Or are there any call-outs that you don't necessarily hear all that often, like you're surprised to hear? Like, is anyone ever like, I loved you in the Fairly Odd Parents movie? Yeah. Like, I loved you in <laughs> RV. Like, is what are the ones that you get that you're surprised to get? Uh, yeah, yes. Um, yeah, once in a while, I mean, I actually, I directed a film called Serious Moonlight. It was a really small, independent film. And um, I was out the other day and somebody came up to me and said, I love Serious Moonlight. I said, you saw, you saw it? <laughs> so it was just interesting to me, you know? Yeah. I don't think that person 
knew anything else about me, it seemed yeah. like, but they just loved that film. So, yeah, once in a while I'll get somebody who just loves, especially Bad Mom's Christmas. They'll come, <laughs> they'll come up and be like, I love it when you smell her hair. And it just takes me a second. I'm like, oh, Bad Mom's Christmas. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I have to imagine that's really exciting in your line of work because it's like someone who – is so pure in their compliment, right? It's like someone who right. saw one thing that like really resonated with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. It really, it does mean a lot, Yeah, you know, because that's really what it's about. You know, it's about connecting with somebody. Yeah. Being in a film or a television show, somebody watching it and laughing or crying or just saying, oh my gosh, I know how that person feels. I felt like that before, but I thought I was the only one. Quick break to tell you about Caraway. Fall is a hectic time with back to school, back to work, back to everything. I have some travel coming up. Things are hectic, but I like to cozy up whenever I can at home. So I'm getting ready for soup season. I'm making all my chilies. When I'm cooking, it needs to be easy and it needs to work for me. So Caraway's nonstick kitchenware makes cooking an absolute breeze because cleanup is easier than ever. I am really picky about what comes into my home, especially what comes into my kitchen, what's touching my food. A nonstick, chemical-free ceramic coating means that food can be prepared with peace of mind that there are no weird, hard-to-pronounce chemicals leaching into your healthy ingredients. And also, Caraway just released the Caraway Prep Set, 10 essential knives and utensils designed for chopping better, prepping cleaner, and storing easier. Right now, I'm probably using my large fry pan and Dutch oven the most. I use the small fry pan all the time for things like over easy eggs because I don't need any oil and it's really easy again to clean up with that slick surface. The large fry pan, however, is perfect for making big batches of, for example, like fried rice when I'm doing a kitchen clean out. Earlier this week, I made kind of like a knockoff curry, an inspired curry, I suppose, with all of these vegetables that I had laying around and I served it over rice and it was perfect, again, as the weather is changing here in Colorado. I'm also kind of like in this mashed potato era of my life where I boil potatoes, of course, in my caraway Dutch oven. I like to leave them a little chunky and then I put a whole bunch of spices, a lot of a dill in my mashed potatoes. And I'll be using my caraway Dutch oven tomorrow. I'm really excited for my first soup of the season. I went earlier today and got all the ingredients from the grocery store. And I am so excited that soup season is upon us. Honestly, if you've been thinking about it, it's time to check out caraway. There's a reason over 50,000 people have raved about their caraway kitchenware. Visit carawayhome.com eco to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners, so visit carawayhome.com eco or use code eco at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. Oh, wow. I love that. And there is something also very pure about comedic acting too, right? Mm-hmm. It's like really deeply engaging with someone on a personal level, it's very intimate, like psychological to some extent. It is. It is because when you watch something and it makes you laugh, you are like you got the joke that somebody else thought was funny. And you're like, oh, I get it. I get you. And actually, I've had a lot of people come up to me and say, I was going through chemotherapy. There was nothing funny or light going on in my life. And at the end of the day, my husband and I would watch Curb and we just, we could laugh. And that might be the only time we laughed that day. 
you know, and it just makes me feel really good. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Last last question mm-hmm. on your acting resume. Is it true that Curb is ad-libbed like 50% of the time? Yes. It's all improvised, yes. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe that. Wow. That's so exciting. I love that. Yeah. I can't talk about it too much. No, no. We're on a strike. Because the, yeah, the, absolutely. The Screen Actors Guild is on a strike. But yes, that's true. Okay. It's kind of gossipy and a secret. Mm. On the topic of connecting with people, something that's so exciting to me is that Heinz & Young is a brand that you started with your daughter. I did. So I'd love to talk a little bit about this mother-daughter business relationship now. Yeah. The decision to start a brand together and what are some of the challenges, I suppose, in in working with a family member? (laughs) Well, my daughter is now 19. Her name is Catherine Young. So her last name is Young. My last name is Hines. So when Kat was in high school, I just started, I started, to, <laughs> my heart just started to sink because I I knew she was going to be graduating and going off to college. And I just felt like, no, that that can't be. Like something has to keep us, I just want to be with her all the time. So we started talking and I said, you want to start a company together? Like we can, we can do anything we want and we can be in charge of all of it, whatever it is, whatever it smells like, what, what it looks like. And she said, yeah, that sounds fun. So we started, um, developing this self-care line and, uh, we really wanted it to not use plastics. I had no idea. I, ha- I honestly had no idea how difficult that part was going to be. I thought that would be the easy part, honestly. Uh, but it's not. <laughs> because everything's made of plastic. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. Um so, so she and I are really, we have very similar tastes. We love the beach. Like our line is inspired by the beach, by, you know, we smelling good. It's a fragrance line. We have different fragrances. And, um, and we decided to do some, some skin cream, some, some, um, body lotion, like body butter. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that at the end of your day at the beach, you know, you're really taking care of your skin. Um, and of course, even during the winter when you really need it too. But but we started, we you know, we reached out to a company in Florida um, who specialized in natural products because we also wanted it to be as natural as possible. Um so we we found this amazing chemist who specializes in in essential oils and she's we started working together and we would tell her this is what we want it to smell like can you do anything like that and so she would send we'd go back and forth and then we would sit there in my office like oh i love this one um so it's just been really fun that way you know, and then now she, and then listen, we were working on it during the pandemic. So 
it was actually good timing for us because we didn't have anything else to do. Um, so we, we, you know, we got to do something that was fun. Yeah. It's and a good pandemic hobby. It really was. It really, actually, this is interesting. I haven't said this before, but um, before we decided to not use single-use plastics, we were going to use, like, recycled ocean plastic. But but that's a little complicated, too, because it's also a little expensive mm-hmm. and slightly unpredictable because you don't know how much plastic they're going to get from the ocean and be able to recycle it. So, but we had, you know, we had the whole container made. We were going to have it manufactured and then um, everything shut down. So we had to like take a step back and then we started thinking about it and thinking, yeah, we should, let's not do plastic at all. Like, let's just not do plastic at all. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Kat sadly did graduate from high school. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> Dang it. Congratulations to her. Yes. And, um, and she did go off to college. So she's in school right now. Um, but she's, She's great because she represents your your people, like the younger generation and what what she really looks for in products. You know, and you know, when I talk to her, she feels like I don't know why you guys did everything in plastics. Why did you guys even start that? <laughs> I don't blame me. Um but yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, because it's cheap. Right. Um, and also like all the all the chemicals and stuff that people put in it as filler and this and that because it's cheap. Yeah. And she said, you know, my generation cares about all of it. We care about the environment uh, we care about what we're putting on our skin and in our bodies, and it's not okay, you know, some, some of the products that are out there. And so um, so that's, it's been really, really fun working with her. That's really, really sweet. And it sounds like a very natural progression of events. I also have to ask, because self-care products are so intimate to someone's routine. Yeah. And that this is a mother-daughter company. What did self-care look like for you as a parent teaching your daughter about these products, about how to take care of herself? Like what were the kind of highlight things that you told your daughter to really care about when it came to taking care of herself? Well, I think skin is really important. We only, listen, we only get the the one skin outfit that we have. Um, so she's really, you know, careful and at the same time loves to be outside, loves to, she does it all, you know, mm-hmm. skis and out in the ocean all day. Kat and I love to just, 
at the end of the day, put on our bathrobes yeah. and our pajamas and lie in bed and watch shows about murder and light a candle and just like relax. Right. I don't know why murder is relaxing. Usually because they get the person. Because there's a solution. It makes there's you feel better about yeah. your, your own survival. Exactly. In the end. Exactly. Yeah. We wanted to do a luxury item that people could afford. That was the other thing too, being in this business. You get sent sometimes beautiful products that all come in plastic, um, but are, you know, $100 mm-hmm. for a, a body cream. And then Kat and I would be like, well, don't use that because that's the good one. <laughs> or even candles. Like, I love candles. Like a beautiful candle that somebody will send me. And I'll be like, don't, no, don't light it. We're waiting for – she's like, what are we waiting for? I, go, I don't know. But we're not worth it. This murder night isn't worth lighting the right. good candle. So we really wanted to, to make something that um, that people could afford. An everyday luxury. An everyday luxury. Yeah, I'm the same way. It's like if it's a nice candle or even like a nice bottle of wine that's like a little bit more expensive than I'd normally buy. I feel like I can't open it just for any occasion. Or the the candle, you can't light it just for a night that you're at home. But you're right. There's this level of luxury that people deserve to have in their everyday life. If it's at an affordable price, you feel better about About, indulging and even better that it's good for you. It's even better that it is plastic free. Like there are so many other layers of decision making, I guess, things that people get enticed by. And it's funny because I have a stepdaughter named Kira who she gravitates to the best of the best. So whereas Kat and I, if you look at, you know, a bunch of candles, Kat and I would probably go for the raggedy looking one because we're like, oh, you know, it's not a special day. Kira's like, oh, I want this one. Light it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh no, that, that was a good one. She's like, good for what? Got a normalized luxury. Yeah. She's like, today is a great day. Let's yeah. do it. So I love that attitude. I've learned about a lot about candles because I didn't know I <laughs> till, till I did this line, I didn't know that some candles have bad things in them. Mm-hmm. And when you light them and burn them, they're just giving off the chemical you know, yeah, bad chemicals. Yeah. Sometimes you might as well be just like lighting plastic on fire. It's like yeah. you have to be really careful sometimes with candles. I did. I didn't know yeah. until now. <laughs> and now I know. And now I'm like, oh, I would never use that candle, even though it's cheap. It's not worth it. Right. Well, it's like you were saying with other products. It's like, why is it cheap? What What's the filler? Right. What's what are they putting into it to make it less right. expensive? Right. So our the, like our body cream, our number one ingredient is aloe, and most most you know lotions and body creams the number one ingredient is water. Yeah. So we wanted to make we made this really nice. It's creamy and it's got you know cocoa butter and it's got jojoba and it has arnica and vitamin B. It, it just has great stuff in it. Yeah. Um, and you feel, and like you said, you feel good about using it because our body, our body butter comes in a aluminum tin, and it's also cute because you can take it anywhere. And when you're done with it, you can rinse it out. And I like to put little snacks in there, <laughs> like peanuts, to yeah. keep in my car. 
because traffic's bad and you get hungry. That's perfect. Yeah, but you could take them anywhere. We also have – I shoot. It's very eco-chic. I wish I would have brought – we also have candles that come in aluminum, little aluminum candles that you can take anywhere with you. Oh, that's so nice. Mm-hmm. Luxury on the go. Luxury on the go. So these are very beautiful. And then our um, – even our lip balm is 100% natural. And it's got great – it's got olive wax in it. It's got – it's just beautiful. Yeah. What were some of the things that surprised you during this product development cycle? Because it sounds like it was a long time. You were working closely with a chemist, really trying to get these products to be exactly what you wanted. Even just zooming in, let's say, just to the body cream. Mm -hmm. What was surprising during that process? We have one fragrance that's Key West Sunset. Mm -hmm. And it has – natural vanilla in it. And what I didn't know is that vanilla will change the shade of the cream. So it sometimes the Key West will be a little bit pink or something. And then that's a big, and then we had to, you know, we're like, oh my God, this is crazy. It's like a quality control issue yeah. at that point. Even though the ingredients are right, it doesn't look the way you anticipated. Right. It and then Kat and Kira, the young ones, are like, who cares? I don't mind a little pink in my cream because it's natural and it, it's great. Like, we don't care. We don't need it to look, you know, everything look the same, like peach color or whatever it is. It's mm-hmm. Like, we'd rather not have color added to it, you know? Just let it be. That's what that's what people like about this line. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, okay, I'm going to relax about yeah. that. Quick break to tell you about Babbel. If you look at recent search trends, interest in learning a new language is only increasing over time. And there tends to be a spike in the fall because it's the perfect time to get cozy, pick up a new hobby, learn a new language. And with Babbel, you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, just in time to show off for the holidays. To me, the beauty of Babbel is that Babbel is committed to teaching you real conversations designed by real people. So you're learning how to ask for directions, how to order food, how to speak to local merchants when you're traveling to a different country. You're not consulting with language apps while you're on vacation because you actually know how to have a conversation. Before Babbel, if you wanted to learn a language, you'd have to use a private tutor, paying hundreds of dollars if you really wanted that hands-on, real person, real conversation experience, or you could just fool yourself with language apps that are basically just games. Babbel has quick 10-minute lesson options designed by over 150 language experts to help you start learning a new language in as little as three weeks. I'm sure you've heard so, so much about Babbel, and that's because it really works. With over 10 million subscriptions sold, Babbel is real language learning for real conversations. Here's your special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash eco chic. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash eco chic. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash eco chic. Rules and restrictions may apply. And I feel like brands are becoming more comfortable making those disclaimers saying like not every product is going to look exactly the same. Right. And consumers are comfortable with that at this point. Like consumers are becoming aware as long as they have a heads up. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, it's natural. Like I'm part of the process. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're finding out. And that's what we do. We'll we'll put a little card in there saying, you know, color may vary. Um, And people are 
great with right. it. Right. Who cares? No, nobody. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's somebody, especially like, I don't want to say my generation. I'll say it. But my generation, you know, I think we were more used to <laughs> like big bottles of plastic shampoo. That's another thing. You know, we talked about doing shampoo. Um, and then you, even when you were talking about shampoo, it to get it to be clear, you have to put other chemicals in it. You know, we have, like, we have this linen spray, which is so nice, but you have to shake it before you use it. Or we could have added another ingredient to it that, so you don't have to shake it. So that was a discussion. <laughs> and we all decided it's okay. Right. I'm okay to shake it, to have a natural, you know, linen spray. So yeah, it's, oh, I, I wanted to show you these guys. You know what this is? Do they dissolve in yes, water? Yes, thank you. This is this is like a little packing peanut. Uh-huh. It's usually made of styrofoam, but this is made of cornstarch. Wow. So then That's exciting. That's really exciting to have in your own product line. Oh, it is. By the way, <laughs> you know, you learn as you go, like you're uh -huh. saying, but because this is all this is made in Florida. Um, when they sent it out to me, like we had a big case of um, linen spray. And when it got to me, I, I was so confused because I was like, I don't know what's happening in this box. This was at the beginning. This mm -hmm. was like when we were learning about, you know, <laughs> what needs to be fixed, what needs to be changed. And um, I guess one of the one of the linen sprays has had wasn't was loose. <laughs> so it leaked and then all the little peanuts shrunk or just dissolved completely. <laughs> so when we got it, you know, we had to call our warehouse and say, yeah. what did you guys send us? And they said, oh, and it took us a while to figure out, oh, Oh, the cornstarch peanuts uh, dissolved. That's fun. Yeah. So that we were like, okay, well, we have to fix, you know, whatever caused that. Yeah. So, so that's, you know, it's like you learn as you go. I love that. Yeah. Love that. Before we started recording, you mentioned uh, the line's been out for two or three months now. Mm -hmm. And it's exciting because you are promoting it. You're sharing your story with people and you're seeing people actually get the product. Mm -hmm. And we were mentioning that this is quite different from the launch of a project that you may be involved in because you're part of a larger team. You show up, there's hair and makeup. Like it's more of a quite literally like a standalone project that you're joining in on. Right. So talk to me a little bit about the experience of launching a product line. How has that been exciting or challenging or different than what you've done before? All of those things. <laughs> um, well, it's been so fun. You know, it's been really fun working with Kat. And also what I didn't, I did not anticipate, but it just ha has unfolded this way. But now my brother, Mike, like runs the warehouse. My sister, Becky, uh, she's like, she helps me with everything. She's like do doing everything. And then I have my nieces and nephews working. I have my nieces doing stuff for, you know, social media. And I have my nephew like going and picking up the candles. And so... I just, that brings me such joy, you know, like 
a crazy amount of joy and pride just that we're creating something and something that we all love and we can have such a good, we have such a good time and nobody tells us what to do, you know. <laughs> so at the warehouse, we can wear whatever we want. We can, you know, eat whatever we want, whenever we want at lunchtime. And, um, so it's that, that part has been really fun, you know. Um, and then like you're saying, also challenging because <laughs> every decision, because you have to make every decision. And I even though I did go to beauty school back in the day. Did you really? Mm -hmm. I got my cosmetology license. I didn't know mm -hmm. that. So I have a little, you know, I have a little um, history and knowledge with beauty, if you will. But business is really, I am learning as I go. <laughs> so my sister and I, I I'll listen, I'll just, I'll tell your listeners, but we, we really wanted to make this affordable. So we would, you know, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out what the pricing would be so we could, we could sell it as inexpensively as possible. And then now we're like, whoa, <laughs> maybe we're selling it too inexpensively because now we're, you know, now going into retail and then you start realizing, oh, they take this percentage. Shipping is this. You have to have, you know, insurance for your company. You have to have the warehouse. So we're, so now I'm like, oh my gosh, people should buy this right now. <laughs> and before we figure out, oh, I don't know. I don't know if we can keep selling it at this price. But anyway, th so that's been uh, challenging. Of course. They say that on Shark Tank a lot when they have entrepreneurs come on with a new product, when they haven't entered retail and the sharks will be like this, like you're not doing this correctly. Any, like you're not making yeah. any money or it's the opposite. Sometimes it's like, oh, your margins are way too high for right. this to be a product that people will actually buy into. And as a consumer, I'm always fascinated by those conversations because you never think about what percentage the stores are taking right. or you right. don't think about like distribution costs. You never think about that as a consumer. No, no, you so don't. So even on shows like Shark Tank or like those behind the scene articles when they tell you like the bottom line price for an item yeah. is whatever, a third right. of what you're ultimately paying, you will never consider all of those other costs that stack up. Right, right. And by the way, I love Shark Tank. Oh my God. Like I watch it all the time. That's my comfort show. Me like, my too. Hotel show. Me too. Yes. You go to a hotel because <laughs> it's always on somewhere and yeah. you're like, oh, my people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love Shark Tank because I do like to hear everybody's experience with it. And, you know, you sometimes you're watching it and you start hearing them talk and somebody who might say, oh, no, I'm just getting this business up so I can sell it. It's like, whoa, I don't think you're in it for the right, right reason. Like that's – that's I don't know if that's why you should start a business. Well, I'm not one to judge. You can start a business for whatever reason you want. But, um, but yeah, to just at every step try to look five steps ahead uh, is not easy. Yeah, I imagine. It's not easy. But – but so that's that's a challenge, but also a fun challenge, you know, because it's it does make me think of 
school, like back in school, I hated math. But if my math class had said, you know, you're going to start your own company, let's see your numbers, that would be fun to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not just like, you know, the square root of 5,602. <laughs> it's like, I don't care. Who yeah, cares? Right. I'm never going to use that. But yeah, like practical math, I think would be really helpful if they taught us that in Absolutely. school. Absolutely. Yeah. On the note of in it for the right reasons, yeah. I feel like there's so much of this business that is so you. Your family's involved. It's based in your home state. Mm -hmm. All of these smells are things that you really are like associating your free time with. Yeah. And I also know that you have a really exciting give back model. I want to talk about that because I think that's always a really cool thing to see a business doing, especially a young business. That's something that people really care about now, businesses yeah. that are aligned with a social mission. So it's not just a plastic-free brand, but you're also associated with the Waterkeeper Alliance. That's right. I want to talk a little bit about why you are so attached to the mission of the Waterkeeper Alliance. Well, Waterkeeper Alliance is a nonprofit organization, and they protect water and waterways across the world. They sue big companies that would rather just pollute a you know, an ocean, a, a lake, a wa waterway, and pay the fines later, like if they get caught. So, so Waterkeeper really is out there protecting people, you know, because we drink the water. When your kids swim in the water, um, people fish to feed their families. So I just, I've been involved with Waterkeeper for a long time and I love, there's, there's like a grassroots element to it because you do have people that are actually water keepers and river keepers that will will go, you know, to their local waterways and protect it, watch it, you know, and say, oh my gosh, you can't do that here. Mm -hmm. um, and they are also amazing people, you know, people that just want clean water. They're citizens that just really yes. care about the mission. Yeah. yeah. So I've been involved with them for a long time and I just love them. So when we started uh, Heinz and Young, we really wanted to make it part of our mission to give to, give to Waterkeeper. We've uh, promised to give, you know, to donate to them every year. And also our company will be volunteering with them or, or you know, going to events um, and supporting them. I think there's a cleanup coming up in uh, L.A. that I want to – hopefully I'll be here for. But, yeah, so it was important for us to, to give back to them. And, I mean, plastics are just such a terrible part of the ocean pollution issue. So we were excited to be able to tell them, look what we did. <laughs> we made a whole company without single-use plastics. Oh, I love that. I love that. It feels, it feels so personal because there's this grassroots element mm -hmm. to the organization. Mm -hmm. Just recognizing that it's people genuinely caring about their local waterways. What's so exciting is that it really is just people caring about their communities rather than what you may assume as like big lawyers or like a mm -hmm. big nonprofit that has all of these people fighting for it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people forget how our water system is completely, completely connected. The yeah. water at the beach, the yeah. water, everything that you're putting down your drain, yes. like those 
buckets of cleaning water that you were talking about earlier in India, all of our water is connected. And I think a lot of people forget that. And people feel sometimes that they don't need to care about water because they don't live near the ocean right now. So that's not their problem. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people forget how much every single drop of water is connected. No, you're right. You're right. And you're right about even what you put down the drain. It's, it is important. And, um, and listen, I was guilty of it too. And I am guilty of it at times. You know, you're, you're so caught up in what you're just trying to get through the day and make dinner and, you know, get to work on time. Um, but yeah, it's really important and it is connected and it, and water connects us all. Everybody has to have clean water. So, um, so the idea that, like you're talking about with Waterkeeper, I love that they have these different components where they do actually have amazing lawyers who are out there suing the oil company because you can't just dump, you can't just dump that in our water. Um, and at the same time, you know, you have Jack and Sue who live next door who go to the river every week and you know pick up plastic and clean up the waterways. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah, I really, really like that. I like the community element of it. I like the give back model of the Heinz and Young brand because I know that's also a hard thing to build into a business model, but it's something that people really care about and people want to see you aligned with a mission. Yeah. And I have to ask, what do you hope people take away from the Heinz and Young lifestyle? What is it that you hope this brand really represents for people? Um, I want people, like we were talking about before, to feel luxury every day and to know that you can, hopefully you can afford this. This, this tin is $15 and it's amazing and you smell great. Um, and it's, you know, like we're saying, it's made of aluminum. We have glass coming out soon. Um, so you're not adding to the problem and you can reuse these tins. (laughs) So, and you, you know, you can use it every day. You can light the candle. (laughs) It's not a hundred dollar candle. It's going to be okay. You know, take time for yourself, you know, feel good. Take a minute to just unwind or before you go out. See, this is also, I don't wear perfume, but I like to smell good. So I like these um, fragrances because you put the cream on and then. Later that night, somebody will say, oh, you smell good. Oh, it's just me. (laughs) (laughs) But we also have an unscented one, like if you did want to layer on your perfume. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I want people to, you know, we really made this in mind um, with teachers, healthcare workers, people that they're not raking in the big bucks, but they sure deserve something nice. Yeah. So that's that's what we wanted to do, and I feel like we we're doing it really well. Yeah, being able to offer people that. Yeah, wow, that's a great message, and I love the idea of this being a product for the masses, for the teachers, for the healthcare workers, people that may forego luxuries because you feel like it needs to be for a special occasion. Right, right, or you're buying the gift for somebody else. Right. It's like, no, you can buy this for yourself. Yeah. You deserve it. Yeah. So that that was also part of it. And, you know, even my daughter who's a student in school, 
they're not raking in the bucks either. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I want people to, to, to know, you know, to just know that there's something out there for them that I think they're going to like. Yeah. Because we love it. It's hard to get a mother and daughter to love the same thing. <laughs> but uh, I think we've done a good job with it. Absolutely. It sounds like it. We have four different fragrances. And they're all like this one's Capri Honeymoon. Can I smell that? Yes. That sounds Because I did go to Capri on my honeymoon. Um, so all of these fragrances are inspired by beaches around the world. So this was, this has oh, wow. jazz. I know. This it's, smells so good. No, Capri Honeymoon is everyone's favorite. Don't tell everybody because that's the only one they'll buy. But I know I'm rubbing it on wow. my <laughs> Isn't it nice? And this texture is amazing. No, it's so nice. So all of the names are different beaches. Yes. So this one is Hyannis Seagrass because in um, Cape Cod, there's a little place called Hyannis and uh, we spend our summers there. And this, this one is a little more, uh, I want to say unisex, but I call it unisexy (laughs) (laughs) because it's more, um, this is like a clean, um, Fresh. Oh, this smells really good. Yeah. It's like not quite linen. There's something special. There's on like top a of little it. cedar. It's... There's a little tonka. Wow, this smells so good. I know. Like it, it's not just a clean smell. Like there's something else that just yeah. is so delicious. Wow. This is invigorating. But a lot of guys like the hyena seagrass. Um Oh, and then what? what is it? So we also have these candles that are um, ceramic with a bamboo lid. And I made them. We wanted them to be. That, so <laughs> that might be Pacific Isle. Look on the bottom. This one is Key West Sunset. Oh, that's our Key West. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that that's the one that smells like vacation. Wow. This is. The Jimmy Buffett lifestyle. Like, it is. This smells so good. No, we told we we talked to our um, our chemist, and we said we want something that smells like vacation. And she said, I don't know what that means. And we're like, you know, like suntan lotion and a pina colada. Wow! Right? It smells Isn't, great. Don't you get that vibe? Yeah, you do. Let's see. Absolutely. Pacific Isle is also very beautiful. It's um, it just smells like. Hawaii. Yeah. (laughs) Which isn't bad. No, not at all. And I think what's so interesting too is that you said they're all named after beaches Mm -hmm. and all of the words that we're using to describe the scents are similar but different enough that they're very distinct Mm -hmm. scents, very distinct personalities of each fragrance. Right. Like the Capri Honeymoon, it's very romantic and it's jasmine and it's just, it's very soothing. Wow. It's sweet, isn't it? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know why I'm so surprised. Like all of these words that you're using to describe <laughs> them sound so good, but just smelling them. I'm like, I wish people could smell. I know. This is like I, I don't know why. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I like this. Like, one. well, that's what Kat and I you should smell my office. Like you walk into my office and people are like, wow, your office smells amazing. I said, I know, because I just have Heinz and Young products everywhere. But every day we'll be like, I can't tell which one I like the most. We'll we'll go on kicks. Like, yeah. oh, I'm on a hyena seagrass kick. <laughs> oh, I love that. And then we'll just, you know, so we have candles and body creams that are in all of these scents. 
this is just a little so it doesn't leak. Of course. And you said on the top. you also have lip balms. What's lip what's balm. next? What's the next product category? You know what we want to do? We want to do, um, what are they called? What are they called? Like little reeds inside. Oh, the, yes. Like those oil yeah. what are they fragrance called? stick. Thing. Yeah, I know <laughs> what you're talking about. What are they called? Uh, this is oh, ridiculous. You're talking about huh? those. I don't know what those are How called. How is that escaping us? They're like... I don't know. Everyone everyone ha has seen them before. You've ever been in like a nice bathroom? Yeah. Diff oh, a diff uh, is it a diffuser? It, but it, but it wouldn't but yes. I will say yes to that. <laughs> but not like a diffuser that's made of plastic yes. where it's like giving it out, but it's like you put the reeds in the in the container. Container. The vessel in the glass. We have very beautiful glass coming out. Here's another thing about, whew, about um, you know, trying to, to be really um, thoughtful about the packaging because we wanted frosted glass. Like, we wanted it to be plain and beautiful, but it came to our attention that you can't recycle frosted glass. Oh, I didn't know that. Because it's made with chemical that make that frosts it. So huh. we had to switch to sandblasted glass. And it looks uh, practically the same. Sounds I'm very sure nice. we're paying more for the sandblasted, but you guys don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's, it's going to be very beautiful. Yeah. What are those? Maybe you're right. Maybe it is called diffuser. How are we forgetting? I have no idea. Shoot. I am like, I mean, we both see yeah. it. Yeah. My mom used to – like when I was growing up, my mom had them in every bathroom. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. If you get a beautiful one. <laughs> well, of course. Of course. I of mean, course. if you get one that's like full of chemicals, it's like, oh, oh no, okay. Yeah. I I don't – I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Oil diffuser. Okay, we'll just Thank call you. it a we'll, – Yeah, so we'll call it a diffuser. Yeah. yeah. So that that's what we're looking towards. Um, we also ha we also actually do make a really beautiful salt scrub that we're it's we're it's difficult to put them in the tin yeah. because the salt gets stuck in the in the grooves yes the top. Mm -hmm. yeah. so we might have to hold uh, until our our glass comes in but it's very beautiful it's. Uh, you know, it's a salt scrub, but it's, it leaves your fin, skin feeling really great. Wow. Yeah. Well, congratulations. It sounds like you have a lot going on. Thank you. Like, I do. It is really fun. Yeah. Really it fun. sounds fun. It sounds fun. Oh, my goodness. It sounds like the last question I mm -hmm. want to ask you is a little bit about this philosophy around sustainability, around everyday luxury. How do you manifest that, I suppose. How does that show up in your day-to-day -day life or at home beyond the Heinz and Young brand? Like what are some small things you do to really indulge yourself every day? Ooh, every day? Maybe not every <laughs> once in a while, you know. Right. Every more often than you think you Yeah, every once in a while. Um okay, this may sound crazy to people. <laughs> but like I said, I grew up really not we didn't have extra money. And even when I was struggling as an actor, I did not have 
extra money. I did not have money to spend on anything luxurious. And I remember um, after my, like my first um, Curb Your Enthusiasm paycheck, I went to the grocery store and I bought myself olives because I could never afford olives before because, you, you know, you're not eating that for dinner. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like a little luxury item. And so I like to always have olives at my house. I love martinis with good olives. Of course. Uh, of course. Of course. Um, so I think it's things like that, you know, <laughs> or like a nice chocolate bar, a fancy one that's organic, <laughs> that's, you know, uh, comes from a sustainable cocoa plant or yeah. whatever. I like... I for me I like to just have those little indulgence. Those are good answers. Those are good Thank answers. You. I'm surprised by the olives because you're completely right. Olives are not something that you're eating if you are not like just eating olives. You're never right. eating a plate of olives no, for dinner. It's olives just are a luxury. Little, it is they're a luxury. So it's like, oh, you deserve an olive. Oh my god. That's a <laughs> that's a really good that's a really good little tip to add a little luxury into your day is like yeah. olives, a really nice chocolate bar. Yeah. Nice body cream. And nice and then you're done. Yeah. And then you call it a night. It's the night. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so so much, Cheryl. Thank this has you. been so much fun. Thank you. I appreciate learning all about Heinz and Young. Cheryl, thank you so so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This, this is has, so great. This has been a treat. I hope you love all of these things. Oh, I they I smell hope. so good. I'm over and I'm overwhelmed by like the texture too, right? Doesn't it feel good? I feel like you can always tell mm -hmm. a nice body cream mm -hmm. texture. There it makes a difference. It does. That's why I'm saying you know, just Having experienced luxury products, you know, so a lot of times you're paying a lot because the ingredients are high quality. Um, and then once I started diving into it, I'm like, okay, we don't have to be paying that much. Right. So, right. so we put the best stuff in there for you guys. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And I also have to say the last thing I'll say about it is, like, the size is perfect, what you were talking about, travel. Mm -hmm. I am someone who will do a full skincare routine on an airplane. I don't care if it's yes. light. Yes. I am, like, oiling myself. I'm doing everything. This is perfect. Thank you. This is a carry-on essential. Thank you. <laughs> yes, definitely. Right. I always have it in my bag. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Well, thank you again so much, Cheryl, thank for being you. here and thank for you. telling me so much about yourself and the brand. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.